You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rick Rude Von Dick, dude. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm okay. I'm yeah. a little I'm a little sunburned. I'm a little tired. Yes, yeah, sunburned you know, boys. As, as I'm wont to do in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hot. I, you notice my teacher. I, I didn't do this on purpose, but I'm wearing my Levitate Festival t-shirt. Look at that tie-dye. Nice. Yeah, I was, I, I'm not a tie-dye guy, but I got no. this ultra soft t-shirt for free. Right, you might because have. I was. You might have thought you weren't a tie dye guy, but let me tell you, you're pulling it off pretty nicely. Am I really? I would say you're you're a tie dye guy. Yeah. So everyone's telling me I'm I'm deep. Yeah. In the I, uh, in the chat. Yep. I tried telling you that as well. Going into Shit. it. <laughs> All right, let me try this one more time. Hang on. It's Keep only talking. when we do good TV shows. It was Yellow Jackets, and now it is not to spoil the topic du jour or what you read on the title, but uh, the Bear, another good TV show. Deep Dick Davy. The people like Deep Dick Davy. You know what's funny? The only person that doesn't like Deep Dick Davy is, no, in I fact, Deep Dick Davy. Richard. All right. Well, we can hear you. We can hear you. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay. Do I sound better? Yep. He's gone. I said just go with the Deep Dick. I mean, it is ironic to me. Actually, I don't know if it's irony. I've never really mastered or the full grasp of irony. Davy's the only one that doesn't like it. Yeah, Bubbles. Good point. The greats never like their genius. That is true. Just let it flow. Just let it flow. I, I Hopefully, this is better now. Yep. Yeah, there we go. See? Fixed. Nailed it. Nailed it, Ryan. But, yeah, I'm glad you had a nice fourth. Glad you were able to have a nice little, uh, you know, time away. Now, for people that didn't watch last week's episode or listen to last week's episode, that was a uh, previously recorded YouTube special where Davey and I were joined by the TLDR guys. We did top 10 horror comics. It never made its way to the podcast. So I figured let's make it a podcast rather than have a week off. I did jump on and do about five, 10 minutes of this week in dork. And mm-hmm. so, uh, we have a lot of new stuff for this week, but there is one thing and let's start with this ride because, uh, it's a pretty big, it's a big news item. So I want to get your take on it. I gave my take on it last week. James Gunn confirmed the casting of David Sweat as Superman and Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. What do you think? Uh, I think that's that's pretty good. That's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, this is this how you say Corin Sweat or is it Corin Corin's wet? Corin Sweat. Oh, Corin's wet. Like Corin's is like a lady. Corin. Yeah. 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 Corin's wet. 
Right. Instead of corn sweat. I don't I don't know. I have no fucking um, idea how to say the guy's name, but that's what I came up with. Doesn't matter. No. All I need to know is this guy needs to eat a steak. He needs to bulk up a little bit. You can do He's that. Gonna, you can add that in post. No problem. You can add that. Oh yeah. 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 Or do you want to don't s- screw around with mustaches? No, you can't you can't be the villain in a Mission Impossible film and then try to reshoot stuff. I think he'll be you fine. Like I've seen him in one thing. He was good in the one thing that I saw him in. And uh I think he'll be I think it'll be decent. I'm I'm fine with it. And Rachel Brosnahan, I have never seen that show, but apparently she's very good. So she was very good in House of Cards. She played a uh, friend of the road, a, a lady of the evening. Oh, okay. And uh, did you ever watch House of Cards? No, never did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Do you watch Mrs. Maisel? Uh, I watch. I've like bits and pieces. Okay. Um, I like that TikTok dance that everyone's doing. I've never seen. I'm, no, I'm not, not on TikTok. No, yeah, on TikTok. Yeah, you know, so, you on uh, what's the new thing? You I'm on Threads? Threads? Fuck Threads! Fuck Twitter! Fuck Twitter! Well, to pick sides. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Threads. So what I don't like about Threads? Let me tell you right now what I don't like mm-hmm. about Threads is it just picks up your Instagram following, which I don't have one. So I'm like, I don't, I'd rather everybody just start over rather than people being like, oh, you get like your Instagram because there are some people. It's really I would have liked to have started over. It's really yeah, just start start yeah. fresh. It's weird to me, like, who has a huge following on one and not the other and, like, vice versa. And it's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. What I do like about it is that we could, Dork Podcast could pose a question and then start a conversation yeah. and interact that way. I do like that. A thread? Um, you could start a thread. We're on yeah. threads, by the way. I haven't, we haven't threaded yet, but I'm on thread. We haven't threaded yet, but we are, we, I mean, we have no choice. If you have an Instagram, you're technically on thread. Right. So, at Dork right. Podcast would be... On all platforms, yeah. except for TikTok, because I don't know. That's like the, that's the first, not the first, but that's like the main, like, man, I am pretty old feeling I've had is like, I'm just not on TikTok. I've seen it. I've seen the TikToks. I've seen people, you know, on there. I'm like, nah, it's just not for, you know, I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip it. Yeah. Uh, do you want the DCU? So based on this casting of Superman Lois Lane, do you want James Gunn's DCU to have really big names playing like Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Cyborg on down the line, or all like almost all kind of barely no names, or like a mixture of the two. What would you like to see in that universe? I want a whole new cast, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of want to see reputable but less known names in those roles if that makes any sense like i don't want like ben f like i don't want like superstars yeah so people that were in a couple of things right yeah um yeah i'm trying to think of like who could play who could play batman michael b jordan he's looking you dead in the face Look at well, dead the, the face. What happened to the, is the black Superman thing dead now? Remember they were going to do that? Yeah, they were. I thought, but uh, that's probably dead because of David Corn's sweat. Corn's right. wet. Corn wet. Hear me out. Yeah, go ahead. Lay it on me. Carl Urban as Batman. Bruce Wayne, like an older one. Because mm-hmm. we're not doing Superman origin story here. He's an established Superman. Oh, how did Batman become Batman? What happened to him? Something happened to him as a kid? Something like that. There's some baggage there. Have yeah. you seen Dread, by the way? I've seen Dread. Fuck like, yeah, I've seen Dread. That movie fucking rules. <laughs> Dread fucking rips, dude. Of course I've seen Dread. <laughs> what am I, an asshole? Of course I've seen Dread. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or do you want like a skinnier Bruce Wayne? I, I want, like a, I don't know. Mm, 
Like, Carl Urban would work. Well, Pattinson's already a skinny Batman. It's true. Yeah. Miser- miserable Batman. He's lame as. That'd be Batman. a good dork t-shirt, by the way. Is uh, just as hashtag dork, and then on the back says, what am I, an asshole? Of course I've seen Dread. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the fuck? We should wear, we should wear them for whatever next. Yeah. I, I drove by, I was doing a photo shoot in Rhode Island yesterday, and I drove by the doing Rhode Island Anime Con is coming up. Get in there. It might have just happened. Bad boys oh, in anime. Cre- that is a creature double feature. Shime can be our anime correspondent. That's right <laughs> up his alley. I wonder. I wonder if we could send people to these things for us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, and, just like report back. It's not the tightest security at these places. I'm pretty sure we could send somebody. So speaking of that, levitate. I was like, I go in and I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm media. I'm here to shoot this band. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I was like, do I need like a wristband or anything? Nah. They're like, no. You got a camera? You're like, I, mean, yeah. I had two cameras on me yeah. and I had like the harness and they were like, perfect no, disguise. You're good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not bad. How about this little nugget? So coming out this month, you're going to get the uh, same weekend. You're going to get Oppenheimer and Barbie. And there's a big to do. Yeah. Neither one wanted to budge. Oppenheimer, the Christopher Nolan film. Barbie is um, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling. And what's the name of the uh, uh, Greta Gerwig? So, head-to-head, I think Barbie's going to win. I think Barbie's going to have the better box office. However, I thought that until I read this. Oppenheimer has, quote, a prolonged full nudity scene between Florence Pugh and Killian Murphy. That's Is he the, hanged on? I would hope so, dude. Prolonged full nudity? Like, uh, what? I'm trying to think in that movie what that looks like, how that makes sense in that story. I don't think I've ever had prolonged nudity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm usually just like, okay, we're enough to get the job done. Whatever, <laughs> whatever the amount is, is. For better or worse. <laughs> prolonged, dude, prolonged full nudity? Full frontal. So you're going to see her whole vagina. You're going to see his whole penis and balls. You're going to see. And yeah. it takes place in the 40s so you know you're getting bush oh dude. yeah hell yeah dude both of them <laughs> yeah oh sure oh sure yes you do yes you do <laughs> it's like a time stamp it's <laughs> got a full bush yep it's just the egg for my game <laughs> i won this i didn't do anything wrong i'm not in trouble at all and then they're talking about Oppenheimer, and yeah. they're like, oh, I don't know if this scene makes sense. And Christopher Nolan's like, well, you should be able to look at a little porn at work. <laughs> a little porn. <laughs> so Florence Pugh, Killian Murphy. I, I'll tell you what. Here's the true fact of the matter. I'm not going to see this movie in the theater, but I am going to see this movie at some point. And there's going to be these two beautiful people fully naked on screen. Yes. I'm going to be lost in Murphy's eyes. I'm not going to see anything else but that guy's eyes. Not me, man. What are you looking at? Not me. You know what I'm looking at. You know what, you know what it is. I'm a big Florence Pugh fan. Sure. As we call her on the, pew, on the pew, pew, pew. As we call her, as we call her starting right now. Um, <laughs> this is just a nude pew I got from my game. <laughs> I got from my game. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah. I. So we, Mission Impossible comes out this week too, right? Uh, yeah, goddamn right. It does Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One comes out this week, and the early reviews last I checked on Roddy T's has ninety nine percent grab you. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. Ninety nine, super fan number ninety nine over here. The great one. They retired it across the league. 
across the league. Can't wear it. Um, and I saw a behind the scenes thing that that shot that they did in the trailer of him running up the bike off the cliff and then skydiving. Yeah, yeah he's psycho. That fucker really did that. Yeah, he's nuts. He's fucking nuts. He's the greatest movie star of all time. Of all time, I think he, he has, has to, to be. be. I will. I will excuse the crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll just let him do whatever the hell he wants. But well, wow. I would say I'd probably go Steve McQueen one, the original badass. Then I'd say Tom Cruise. Yeah, Queen badass. You have to. Speaking of Killian Murphy in the full frontal, uh, f- prolonged Nude full eggs. nudity. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. Uh, Twenty eight days later. Remember that great horror movie. I forget where it ranked, but it's definitely in the dork top 50 that we did a couple years back. Uh, Apparently, they're kicking around the idea of a sequel entitled 28 Years Later. I love it. I would watch that. I would go see that for sure. I would watch that. I would watch that in a hot Texas minute. And I'll tell you why. Because those movies feature the scariest zombies. Full tilt boogie. Just sprinting. Rage virus. That's what they call it, right? Yeah. Just full sprint, Humming. not even like like slow no. zombies. These are mm-hmm. coming at you. Mm-hmm. Damn! How far could you run at top speed? Um, right probably only like two hundred meters. Maybe four. I had myself at a quarter mile. That's one lap around. That's four hundred meters, right? One lap around the track. Yeah, yeah. May that be that? Well, now less. In, like at, at my peak, probably four. I don't know because even anything no, like, over like, four hundred, I don't think anybody I'm not runs. Saying, full like the sprint. fastest you've ever gone. I'm mean, like, how fast could you run? Like your current level of sprinting right now? Oh, just like my my top speed. You how long? Like keep, one lap. Yeah, one yeah. lap. Yeah. Did you see that Pac-Man Jones ran a four five forty at forty years old? He really like right now? Yes, he was on Pat McAfee, and he's like, I could run a five a five a four five forty right now. At 39. He's 39 years. He's almost 40. Wow. And Pat McAfee's like, bullshit. He did it. Four, five, one. <laughs> That's scooting. And then he's like, you want to try it again? See, so he's like, no, I'm good. I only got one. <laughs> yeah. So he probably blew his hammy out or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm all set with that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of movies that are uh, still on the way, uh, Rebecca Ferguson did an interview, and she was she's in Silo. She's like the lead in Silo. So Becky they were talking Fergs. Becky Fergs, who I like. She's very good. Was good in that show. Even though I didn't love the show, she was good in it. And so they're talking about that. But also, she's in Dune and Dune Part 2. And she, I'm paraphrasing here, but she's like, Dune 1 fucking sucks compared to Dune 2, is essentially what she said. Yeah, because there's so much cool shit that happens after. Like, they set it all up. They set it all up. It's coming. Yeah. They start riding those, like, sandworms. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about this. So she was also really putting over Austin Butler's performance. Yes. I don't know about this guy. So he plays. So like, remember you saw Dave Batista, right? Yeah. So he's. I think it's Dave, he's Dave Batista's brother in this movie. The, no, the and bald he's boy. The role that Sting played. Oh, okay. Yeah. She I says. Think. She says it was like amazing just watching him, and she's like blown away by how good he was. I'm like Elvis. I know. I hated that movie though. But do you think he talks like Elvis in this? They said he was robot. He was locked in. That guy was locked in for a year. And he went. He went. Uh, he went full Jim Carrey on that role. Like couldn't get out of it. Full Leto. He went the full oh, Leto. Yeah. He sent sent used condoms to the rest of the cast. 
He did. And then he used the crutches in Morbius to use the bathroom and they had to wait for him for like 45 minutes. Well, it was worth it. He refused to not go to the bathroom without the crutches. Yeah. But Morbius did great. (laughs) People love Morbius. Uh, Insidious, one of uh, the horror movies, another horror movie that actually, now that I think of it, I don't know if it made our top 50. It made my personal top 50. I don't know if it made our overall list, but Insidious, the red door came out this past weekend. Roddy T's going 37% critic, 71% audience. This is another one. I, I will wait patiently until it comes out on like HBO or Netflix or whatever. And I'll watch it then, but I don't know. Patrick Wilson, I think he might have directed uh, I, this one too. The the uh, the well have have runneth dry with <laughs> these things. Um, I think we've we, we've we've squeezed all the the milk out of Insidious. Oh yeah, we just slapped the udders on that thing. There's <laughs> there's nothing there. It's just flaccid udders. Uh, all right, we're gonna skip. Uh, should I have bought this this week? Because we got a lot to unpack in the topic du jour, and I have a. Uh, a, this is a real tease ahead to the end in the pick of the pod. I have like a, a big time question, a real think piece that could also be considered like a, tw- it might be a Twitter poll and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll ask the audience. We'll do that. So we got, oh, I want to save time for that. So uh, let's get to this. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, right. What do you have? So I am going to forgo the video game in at this, and I'm, I'm pulling a fast one on you here. So we are going to do, we are, we are going to do video game news, but I have, I have something here. Okay. And it's not, should I have bought this? It should he have bought this. Now, we talked last week. Any of these little fuckers ever pop out of the fucking wall and say, fuck, there's a horse cock in my room or a donkey dick? By the way, am I still deep? I think you're lying to me. Am I still deep? People saying I'm deep in the chat. Yeah, you are. You lying? No, I think you are. I'm still deep? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, JT, no, I, what is was, <laughs> our, our good friend of the podcast, JT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who I think he started the subreddit, right? So he started our subreddit. I believe so. He's yeah. Been, he's been moderating. No, that you know what? Thing. No, actually, he didn't. He's the one that's like really kicked it off. Another like a young gun, like some young kid. Some young, some young guy. A couple but of J- years ago. JT's, so JT's been us been with us yes. since the beginning. Yeah, right? yeah. And he shoots me a DM and he's like, Hey, I sent you something in the mail. You guys were talking about it the last time you were on the podcast. I sent you should get it in the next day or two. Do you want me to show you what should should he have bought this? Should he have bought this for you? <gasps> he bought that for you. So for those, would you, would you dare tell the people what this is? Uh, Ryan Davy is holding bastard. a brand new crisp compendium of Saga, book one of Saga, which has got to be what is that? Fifty? No, that's why sixty issues. I bet sixty so issues. Compendium one. It got to be collects. issues one through sixty, or even more. Probably says it on the bottom somewhere. Over thirteen hundred pages of gorgeous graphics here. Um, I bet it, it goes fifty-one. It's fifty-four, I believe. Fifty-four. Fifty-four. Jesus, what a beauty! Look at that thick bitch. Ah. Oh. So now I got my summer reading ready to go here. So thanks. So so let's put it. To, should JT have bought? The, so he said to give you a bit of context. He said he was buying one for his niece 
and they were 40% off. So he just sent me one. This is how we do it. That is super nice. Really nice. And you say summer reading. Once you start that, you're going to be done in like a week. You're going to crush yeah. that whole thing. It's a what's an amazing, amazing story. I'm looking forward to it. And so thank you, JT, for that. Um, the no spite bucks were used in the buying of this compendium. <laughs> That's just a nice gift. Uh, and I'll tell you that there, we were spite talking about books. this last week. They're up to, I think, like, I just read the 65th issue or the 66th issue. So basically, anybody who reads the compendium, you're almost caught up. You got to grab like a few more issues and you're, you're right up there with them. But uh, okay, oh, that is fantastic. So thank you to JT. Super nice. That was great. Uh, oh, speaking of, because I played the I Think You Should Leave cut, made me think of this. So a few days ago, we went out to eat. It was me, my wife, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. Actually, quick question. If it's your wife's sister's husband. He's not your brother-in-law. He's not my brother-in-law. He's her brother-in-law. Yes. So he's just like a, he's just another dude to me. <laughs> no i so it's funny like i have like brothers and sisters-in-law and I, right. I refer to them as my brother-in-law but i they're not technically they're i not. feel like he would be so but you're right he's probably not my wife's sister's husband is not my brother-in-law no it's my wife's brother-in-law so it'd be but it'd be my sister-in-law's husband correct but he's got nothing he ain't my brother nope he is not so I really own, I have one brother-in-law. My sister's husband is my brother-in-law. Hell of a guy. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So anyway, we're out to eat with them. And then a yeah. uh, couple of their friends who I've met, I've, I know them. I don't know. I don't see them often. I don't talk to them, but like I, we saw them out for like a drink after. And over the course of like, you know, a few minutes, I, like I always do probably quoted, I think you should leave just like innocuously. And one of them was like, Oh, like you watch, I think you should leave. What a mistake on their end, because for the next hour, I probably just screamed. I think you should leave quotes for the whole entire bar, like, like nonstop, just screaming quotes. Like I did the show for everybody. My sister came and stayed with us last weekend and she had never seen it. She had seen one episode that my brother made her watch and she's like, yeah, it was kind of funny. And then I ran her through. She was in tears <laughs> with uh yeah. summer Ro summer love love the zipline you, you just want to be dying. with the zipline really yeah. she's like how does he do that and not smile like he's straight face the whole Dead, time deadpan going down the zipline yeah. does the 360 <laughs> yeah but i was like the 360 is what killed me I, I don't know like she liked the running on the water that's good too <laughs> that's pretty good so anyway that's so yeah so that that was my night a couple nights ago Pretty, pretty good night, might I say. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Y'all ready for bisque? Topic du jour time, Ryan. What's, what's a bisque? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today it is The Bear Season 2. They could probably whip you up a nice bisque. This season they sure, they certainly could. was 10 episodes long, two more than Season 1. Both aired on Hulu. And I feel like it's rare in the game now. For a show to release all their episodes. Disney Plus doesn't do it. Yeah. Netflix barely does it. Netflix has been doing like, they split them up into parts. And the bear was like, here's all our episodes. And we begin as we do, spoiler free, with all of our TV and movie reviews. Ryan, the bear season two, did you like it? Two things. One, 
this is the best show on TV. And two, I do actually know what a bisque is for those of you in the chat. I actually do know what a bisque is, but this is <laughs> to me, this yeah. is my favorite. If it's not the best, I know you, they're, they're the same to you, but yep. if it's not the best show, it's my favorite show. People yeah, are going to say like succession is the best show on TV. Yellowstone. This is my uh, favorite show. Yeah, I could see that. I, I could definitely see that. I think it's one of those shows where, and I think we've talked about this a couple of other times this year. I know we talked about it during Across the Spider-Verse. That might be the only movie I talked about this with where you're like actually blown away by how good it is. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that are fun. There's a lot of things that are like enjoyable, but when you're like, holy fucking shit. Like somebody thought to write it this way. Somebody thought to like shoot the, like direct it this way. Somebody thought to do it in this order. Like, I don't know. It, I'm with you. It is so insanely well done. Uh, I loved the format that they kind of did mm -hmm. running up to season uh, to episode six. So they did the first five episodes were basically and episode seven were basically like character development episodes. It was like focused on one character the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Which I was unsure about when they started doing it, but it was so goddamn good. Yeah. I and thought, yeah, go ahead. Not to jump ahead, episode six, I mean, might be the best episode of TV I've seen in years. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in uh, spoilers for sure, because I do want to do a, it, it's, I don't know if it's going to win. It's probably the leader in the clubhouse, but that's going to be a new dorky this year. And going forward is not just best TV show, but best singular episode, because yes. a lot of these great shows that we've watched have had like one standout insane episode and season one of the bear also would have been nominated for that one shot they did. It was the one shot one. Yeah. It was probably their shortest episode, but it made sense because it was just one shot, like in the, and out of the kitchen and into the front and into the back and into the front and into the back. And it was just chaos for 20 straight minutes. Mm -hmm. And this one was the longest episode of the year. And it was not a one shot, but it was just insanely well done. So I thought going into this season, the expectations were really, really high because season one came out of nowhere. And I think, I certainly didn't watch it right away. I forget if you told me to watch it or if somebody else told but people no, were like, there was, was like a little bit of a buzz going about the show. There was a little bit of a buzz. And then my mother told me to watch it. Oh. She's like, you really need to watch it. And I was like, she's never really, she, my dad recommends shows and mm -hmm. news networks to me <laughs> all the time. But, um, but I rarely is he like on it with a sh like a show. Mm-hmm. My mom, my mom really never recommends anything. And she was like, you need to watch this show. Wow. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought the, so it's different than season one for, you know, a, a number of reasons, but I feel like the, uh, you're on edge more in season one as a viewer season two, as the season ramps up and certainly in episode six, like there's a lot more of that, but the first part, because it is different, like they're trying to find their footing in this new restaurant. Just like the way it's done is different. I also think Carm and Sydney are such the centerpieces of season one. Whereas in season two, like you had already hit on, they really, they really get into the other characters more. They spend way more time with everybody else that works at that place. Yes. Um, so can you recommend, or do you recommend the show to essentially everyone? Like, is this a show that like, who would, who wouldn't like the bear, right? Um, it's, it's really funny because the people who I find myself 
um, recommending this show to are people who I've known who worked in food service. Yeah. And they've seen it. And a lot of them are like, it's so, one, it's true. Mm-hmm. Two, there are times I have to like walk away because right. I'm so stressed out. And like I've been in those situations where like people in the kitchen are just fucking screaming at each other. So I, so like, my wife, we watched this together season one, then she bailed on it. She's like, all right. Like, it's like kind of like, you know, I don't know how many police officers watch, you know, cop shows. Like, I don't know. Right. And so she, she walked away from it. But then I like, I talk about how great it is nonstop. And then same with the season two. And I'm like, yeah, I think you might like it. They come at it a little bit different way. Like, and then especially there's certain scenes where they're, we're talking about the food and they all have like their kind of specialties and all this stuff. And, uh, so she's like, all right, like I'm, I'll eventually watch this season. Like I, I will go back to it. Uh, Cause it's also like, it's a funny show too. Like I, wasn't it nominated for like comedy in the golden Globes? It's technically a comedy. Right. Which is, I don't know. I would, I would, I hate when people take two words and put them together. Like yeah. I hate when people say ginormous. Mm. You're going to say dramedy though. It, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the acting's also off the charts. Like every single person that's in this is really, really good. Like they're they're all convincing. And there's some people who emerged this season who you're like, holy shit, that was awesome. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Carrie, see, that's the thing. That's the key to me with all these shows is you got to have a pretty goddamn good. You got to have a, you got to have characters that you're invested in, and this show has a bunch like they have i'm sure people all have their different favorites you could probably talk to five different people and get five different favorite characters on this show yeah and it depends i would say it depends on the episode you know like who's my favorite character in this episode um Mm -hmm. and so when you say like do i recommend this to everyone every time someone asked me for a show recommendation my the very first thing out of my mouth is have you seen the bear yet Mm -hmm. and if they say yes then i'm like how fucking good is that? And if they're no, they're like, you need to go home and watch that. Immediately. Also, because it's it's you watch, uh, what is it, 12, 18 total episodes, and most of them yeah. are a half hour. So it's also not one of these shows that's like in the books and is so daunting to, to get through. Uh, so, yeah. it's, it's may, a- may I ask a question to you? Please. Is Jeremy Allen White, who plays Carmi, mm-hmm. Who I've known if you've seen him, you know, he looks exactly like a young Gene Wilder. Wild. He does. It's crazy. He does. Um, is he currently the best monologuist on TV? Ooh. Yeah, he's pretty- He's had two monologues that were fucking amazing. Yeah, he's pretty great. I never watched Shameless. Did he do any of this shit in Shameless? No. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. I was gonna say that's like a that's a big old cast. Yeah. Uh yeah, he. I'm trying to think who else does a good job at that. But yeah, he. It's got to be right up there. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's acting lessons. Like each episode, it's crazy. And there's a scene that we're gonna get to in spoilers. Let's just say it's uh, late in the season, and it involves him and another character, and they get into a uh, heated argument. Yes, I would say it's one of the best back and forths of the whole year in TV. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not even a big. Uh, despite being married to a, a chef, I'm not like a big foodie. Like I, I could, I can cook More enough of a to drinky. I'm a drink guy. I'm a, I'm a drink guy, <laughs> but like I can, I can cook enough to survive. Like I'm not cooking. Yes. The, you know what I mean? But it's, th- there is a lot of that too. So for people who are fans of, of that, like 
I wouldn't say it's heavy into it, but they definitely like they'll show you certain things and like they'll spend time and they'll do like the whole, um, you know, chef talk. And what and what I find fascinating is like the different characters' approaches to food. Mm-hmm. That yeah, like you watch um, Marcus mm-hmm. make something, or you watch Sydney make something, or you watch Carmi make something, and the way they go about doing that is completely different. It's like people writing songs, or it's like yeah people painting it's a completely different thing yeah, it's true which i thought was really cool that is cool all right anything else spoiler free no i want to get into spoilers right. so bad oh my god what is your dork score for season two a blood filled <laughs> thicker than long six so fold uh i'm going six an as well engorged an engorged six <laughs> i think we uh, I got to look it up because I know we have that master sheet somewhere. I think we both went five and a half in season and I one. Think it, wasn't I think? there like it was like one episode that we're just like, Neh. but like it like it took me a minute to get super into it because it was also one of those shows that was so hyped up that the yeah. first few shows I watched, I'm like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, I don't know if it's as good as everybody says. And then I was like, oh, no, yeah, maybe it is as good. And what they managed to do, I think why we're giving it six is now everything that they did <laughs> in season one, they managed to improve upon. Uh, as Bubbles would say, a prolonged nudity six. A full bush nude egg six. <laughs> Nothing six about my prolonged nudity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, let's, let's keep, let's continue. So it's double sixes. And uh, now let's get to this. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Here come the spoilers. Let me just address one thing. So Josh in the chat said the soundtrack was a six by itself. The fact that they came out, the very, I believe the first song they played was The Show Goes On by Bruce Hornsby. And that song is fucking killer. That was on the Backdraft soundtrack. That movie, that song rules. Oh, yeah. Backdraft. I love that song. Backdraft kicks ass. As as you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. It's funny because we didn't spend a lot of time on uh, the Yellow Jackets soundtrack, but that was another one that crushed it this season. Oh, they were both just so good. just putting you in the mood. Uh, I like how they did the episode titles similar to last season, but if you just rip through top to bottom, episode one, beef, two, pasta, Sunday, honeydew, pop, fishes, forks, bolognese, omelet, and the bear. So let's Start with episode six, because that is the one that has been the most hyped up. That's been the one that that people have talked about the most. That is the one hour long flashback to uh, a Christmas about five years prior, a family Christmas. And they cast Jamie Lee Curtis as their mother, uh, Donna, Donna Berzato, who is the, who is the mom of Carmi and Mikey and sugar or Natalie and so we see her, and then it also sort of helps to paint the picture of why Mikey was the way he was, why Carmi is the way he is, and why Sugar is the way she is. But first of all, the casting crushed it. And what this show manages to do, and I I don't typically like cameos, but you bring in A-list people, and they bring in Will Poulter for one episode, too. Mm-hmm. And they bring in Bob Odenkirk to play Uncle Lee. Mm-hmm. 
and Jamie Lee Curtis, and you, they just fit right in. It doesn't. It's not weird. It's Olivia not forced, Coleman. It's not awkward. You have Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Academy like, Award winning like, Olivia Coleman's in an episode. Uh, John oh, Mulaney. What a great episode. That, oh, John Mulaney. Um, like you bring all these A list people, and it's not weird. No, yeah, that's true because we've seen a lot of shows, whether it be Dave or uh, trying to think what were some of the other ones we talked about with all the cameos, and there's. Sometimes they're weird. Sometimes they're just for the sake of being a cameo. But that was one thing that stood out is you have all these just like A plus actors and actresses in oh, episode Sarah Paulson. six. We even forgot Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson was in it too. Sarah Paulson who's crushed it. Like look at her TV filmography. It's insane. Yeah. And so they're all in this. Uh, is it Gillian Jacobs or Jillian Jacobs? Gillian, yeah. Gillian Jacob, Gillian, whatever. She she plays uh, Richie's now ex-wife. Yep. But. You th- they're thrown all in there, and obviously uh, Oliver uh, Platt is in there because mm-hmm. he's in a bunch of the episodes. But that scene is just so it's or that that episode is so insane, and all those characters work so well together. And you have like a piece, and like the way they play off of each other, and it's just that was the first episode this season that had the anxiety of some of the kitchen scenes from season one. And for different reasons, but it's just people screaming at each other, that family atmosphere where everybody's loud and it's the holidays. So you have more people. People are in the kitchen. People are out here. People are drinking a little bit more. Not everybody sees eye to eye, especially when you have a guy who is, you know, Bob Odenkirk is uh, dating or he's like going out with Donna, right? They're not married, but he's like, I thought he was like an uncle. No, I think they call him like, he's like uncle, he's uncle Lee, but he's like on again, off again with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's how, that's how I read it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, he, they kept calling him uncle something, but it was just like I know they call Richie cousin, but he's not really their cousin, right? So, so there, there is that. That's happens. confusing. But I think that was but part of it like, because I don't think Mikey, played by Bernthal, who we saw in season one, and it was funny before we got to season six or episode six, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I hope they do a flashback. I had no idea it was gonna be something like this, but I'm like, John Bernthal's so fucking good. He was great last year. I'm like, I want to see him again, and I he couldn't have gotten anything better. Like he he was so so good in this episode. And I was talking to Rye about this episode before we jumped on, and I was like, why I love this episode. And I, I would kick myself if I didn't say it on here, too, is like, why this works. It's it's flashback. But what you learn in this is like, Mikey sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, the, everyone talks about him like he's like the greatest guy in the world. And like, you, everyone who's like, you know, Richie's talking about him, Carmi's talking about him, they're talking about how much they miss him and how much a great a guy he was. And he fucking sucks. Yeah. Like the reality is like, you know, when people pass, like you think of the best things about them, but in reality, like he sucks. Yeah. Like he's a fucking loser and he's throwing <laughs> yeah. forks at an old man at a dinner table because he, he called him a loser. Yeah. And he's the yeah. only one. And that's why cause he's not, not in the family and he's clearly not his dad. And I think he's the only one that feels like he's the only one that's going to call him out. Odenkirk's character. Like he's yeah, gonna, he's gonna, he doesn't st- know because no one would ever do that. No, that's not how that family works. Now, if those two, were allowed to actually fight. Do you think Mikey just kicks ass because it's Burnthal, or am I giving just like I got to separate the actor from no. the character? I, I think I think at some point you know that that Lee character is going to pick up one of the forks and like stab him with it. Yeah. Not like hard, not like in a place that's going to kill him, but he's yeah. going to like stab him in, like the ribs because he had some fork. confidence about himself. He's like, you do that yeah. and fucking get it. I'm going to fucking come over there or whatever. Like he's he's an old school. He's got the old man strength for sure. Yes. Yeah, and he's uh, and and people from Chicago typically um, can throw a punch. Yeah, everyone I've known from Chicago can typically wield it. A and isn't bit. 
Odenkirk and Mulaney both from Chicago? Yes. I wonder, I don't know if that helped them get cast or why they, if they chose them or whatever, but that was kind of funny. But yeah, that Odenkirk is great in this and he just doesn't give a shit. You get more of Mikey to your point of just being an asshole, like starts these businesses, the businesses fail. He goes back to his uncle to bail him out and like to get money. And he's He's just living with his mom, living with his mom still. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just, he's kind of a, of a drag. Um, the Sarah Paulson character is an interesting one too, because she's one that she identifies Carmi and his potential. And she sort of like pulls yeah. him to the side at one point and is like, you need to get out of here. Like, this is not a good place for you. And like, come to New York and me and blah, 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 blah all that stuff. And, and you can kind of see that early on too, because Dee Dee's cooking in the kitchen and the only person she'll take help from is Carmi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To like help her with the timers, and the, anytime sugar gets in there, now they just get the fuck out of here. Like they just start yelling at her. Uh, it's not not go good. She can't cook. She's the only one who can't cook. It but and then fucking sugar's husband, that guy, he just gets walked he, on. Oh, he poor just Pete, gets when he walks in with the fucking yeah. tuna casserole or whatever. <laughs> it's seven fishes. What the fuck? It's seven fishes. Literally. The look on everyone's faces when yeah. he brings in, like, what the fuck is that? The guys, just trying to be nice. He's just trying to be oh, nice. he's the poor, the poor. And at the end, too, when he deals with her, he's the one who talks to her yeah. at the restaurant. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. Nice and just guy. That, that's like, they don't accept nice people. In no, lives. not in that family. Yeah. That's not going to work. I also love uh, Fack and his brother. Are Dressing the same? Hilarious. They're dressed the same. <laughs> They're trying to push a baseball card scheme where you buy $500 worth of baseball cards, and in two weeks you get $1,500 for the cards. And the scene that they have, they're like, hey, hey, you like baseball cards? They're like, no. What? You don't like baseball cards? So then they get to Mulaney. They're like, hey, you have uh, you have $500? He's like, do I have access to $500? Yes, I'm a 43-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he say to them? He's like, He's like, I wait all year for this. Yeah. And what is he, he's like, he says something like, you guys are just like, just to put on a show. Yeah. Like, like, you guys don't disappoint. He he's says like, something like that. But he's like, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you that $500. And I don't even, I don't need the 1500 back. I just need you to call me every month and give me updates on how this is going. <laughs> it's like, that's the only one. It's so good. He's like, do, do I have $500? I have access to $500. Yes. I'm a 43 year old. <laughs> Oh, oh and so, he, good. so that was, I wonder how much of that was ad lib too. Good point. I mean, with, with Mulaney, just rea- maybe. Just like him rea- the, yeah. Because the writer could be like, all right, they're going to pitch you this scheme and you just react to it. Like those guys, the facts do. are so funny. Like those two guys just like walking around dressed the same. So good. Also, so, a fun, fun little fact for you. A little uh, pop-up video is uh, John Mulaney and Abby Elliott were at SNL at the exact same time. And again, I didn't think much of Abby Elliott on SNL, but man, she can she can carry a show. She's good. Oh boy, she she's is great. She's good in this. You find out how Natalie got her nickname Sugar because she put a bunch of yes. sugar in the fucking thing instead of salt. It's like all the sugar in the gravy. Yeah, gravy probably wasn't tasted like fucking Kool Aid or whatever. <laughs> I forget what they said. But yeah. <laughs> they went on. I just like as chaotic and stressful and crazy as it is. It was so important, I think, for all those characters that are involved to just sort of live that moment again, you know, because really now, like, you learned a lot more about Carmi, Sugar, Richie, who you're going to be following, like, as this series goes on, Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe Donna, right? Like, maybe we'll see. We saw her for a second, but also, like, 
the relation, like how close like Fack is with those guys. You know, like yeah. he's he in the first season, like you knew that they were like childhood friends or whatever, and he's the guy that just like fixes everything at the beef. But I don't think I don't know. You just didn't realize that they were like that close, like spending every like holiday together. Yeah, and and I, my dad, I think I've said this. My dad's one of nine. Yeah. So holidays like that are very much. Yeah, I'm not, I know I'm not alone in that, but like, no, no, I, God, no. I've seen shit like that go down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. My dad's one of seven, yeah. so it's like yeah. we've definitely had you, you get like a big old Irish party, as you know. Oh, there was one time my grandmother forgot the boiled onions at the table, and she started who fucking no one ate, no one eats them anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then she started crying, and then she started talking about the wig was crooked, and she started talking about what she wanted when she passed away. She didn't want a memorial; she wanted a viewing. Okay, well. And then a celebration of like, we're like, what is happening? It's Thanksgiving. Like, what the fuck is, what's, what's happening? Just, just fix this. We got, the, we got the Cowboys game is coming on in 10 minutes. Like, we just get to <laughs> yeah, move Yeah, we always bet here. the Lions on Thanksgiving. We got to go. We got to yeah. keep moving. Uh, also, in this episode, too, you get uh, Richie when when his wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. and his, his then wife, but just sort of that dynamic. So you see Richie play off of his wife when they're still together. You see Richie and Mikey playing off each other. You also get the intro to not really not well actually not the intro, but if you base it on like timeline to Claire. So yes. Claire becomes a major new character in this season and it is uh Carmi's love interest, but it's somebody that he has known for a really long time and Mikey and Richie are kind of busting his balls because like, Hey, we saw her basically like she's hot now. And like, we, we put in a good word and then Carmi's all freaking out about it. But you see those guys sort of planting the seeds then uh, about Claire. And then we see how that all plays out in present time. And it's amazing when you think of everyone in this show and so much of their unhappiness and misery is tied with food. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I, I, I like the character of Claire because like you knew it wasn't going to work because Carmi would never let himself be happy in, in having both things. Yes. It's either one or the other. Like I can't be happy and be a chef. And, and they also, in my opinion, probably made Claire nearly a flawless character just because of that. Like she's legit yeah. the nicest person. She's a nurse. She takes a doctor. Ca- or, I'm sorry, doctor. She takes care yeah. of people. She's like taking care of Carm. She doesn't mind that Carm's like putting in all this time to, for the restaurant, which is a time suck and then some. Doesn't care. She's super sweet. She like loves him for who he is, loves the family, loves every, like fits right in, just mm-hmm. wants to support him. Like there's nothing wrong with her. And I think they did that for a reason because you're going to be like, oh, yeah. you're going to have the perfect partner and you're still going to end up pushing them away. And it's amazing what this show does is you simultaneously like root for all of these characters, but then there are moments where you fucking hate their guts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's times like I would have punched Richie in the face several times. Yeah. If I had to work with him. I think Richie in the first season was definitely, and again, I think all the characters to your point, like they do it for a reason, right? So it's like, like you're supposed to feel a certain way about him. But in the first season, I was like a little bit more like on edge with him, like just to shut the fuck up this season. I loved him. Like early on, there was definitely some of the like, all right, are you really, are you helping or you're hurting? But he was so good. He's the one I'm rooting for the most. He's my favorite character from the whole season. His, now, you could argue that the season, the episode where 
he is now he's on assignment, right? Like each character kind of goes and is just to learn something new and like train and do all this stuff. So the one that he goes, you could make a case that maybe doing that for one week isn't long enough for him to be as good as he is. Like he went from just a, he doesn't know where he fits in to like running the house, like a fucking boss. Like he knew exactly what to do, which I loved, but at the same time, like that did seem kind of quick. It seemed kind of quick, but like, I think what was great about that episode was that he's been, he's, everyone thinks he's a joke. Yes. And the, he has to go somewhere else away from these people who he's known his whole life to be taken seriously. Yeah. And the second he gets that, you like the, you see it's, it's so funny to see the confidence build throughout that episode. Amazing. Cause he's a prick. Like the whole thing just, Oh, you got me here. like polishing forks. And then the guy takes him outside and talks to him, like just levels with him. Yeah. And be like, look, man, like we all do shit. We, you this know, is it. I, I, this is what we do now. Yeah. This is what we do. This is people eat shit. You have to mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. in order to like, and it's about respect. It's about respecting yourself. It's about respecting the restaurant. It's about respecting your empl- other employees. And like, he finally gets it. And then he has that um, unbelievable scene with Olivia Coleman. And like, you can see that he gets it now. Cause like he was I wear suits now. I, dude, I wear suits now. I wear suits now. Cracks me the fuck up. I wear suits now. Hey, what are you Richie, doing? nice suit. I wear suits now. I wear suits now. <laughs> Richie, nice suit. I wear suits now. And he's like, <laughs> but like to, it for him, like it makes him feel good. Like he even mentions that in one yeah. of the uh, in one of the scenes. I it's funny. So this is a brief aside, but I have been watching Lost now. Like yes. I, I watched. Uh, so it's free on freebie or whatever, like through Amazon. Yep. So I've been watching Lost like a maniac. I'm all I'm doing is watching Lost. And so every time my wife sees me, she's like, again with Lost, I go, I watch Lost now. So I've just been I'm taking his I wear suits now and I'm the I watch Lost. What now. season are you on? Oh, one. Dude, there's 25 episodes of season one. It's good. And they're all an hour long. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. I'm but I'm probably I'm probably 15 in like I've I started it like this week like I've been I've been ripping and now it you get why that show was a fucking phenomenon I back in lots yeah because I don't know when we're gonna do this here's sort of a soft tease but mm-hmm. we are working on another massive project we've given you the top 50 horror movies we've given you top 50 comic book movies and the dork shared universe as well as some of our other extended uh, friends and family are gonna give you our top 50 TV shows of all time. This very show we're talking about right now could very well be included. Uh, Lost certainly could be. So I want to watch a shitload of Lost just so I can either put it on or not put it on my my list. Enough to be dangerous, right? Dude, but the I wear suits now is so good because it gets brought up. And you know me, I love a callback. And they brought it up so many times. Like, I wear suits now. The other one Everyone I love. Everyone who interacted with them be like, what yeah. the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> I also I also love that I'm not this way because I'm in Van Halen. I'm in Van Halen because I am this way. I've stole I've I've stolen that a couple times. I love that. I love that line. <laughs> he says it like three times to three different people. And uh, people like you've they've they've heard it so many times. Yeah. You're like, okay. Man. All right. All right. Like, yeah, All right. Uh he yeah, dude, he was he I thought he dominated the the, the season. Like he, he he was my favorite. As good as a lot of people were, that says something, but he was he was great. Um, I got, I was, yeah, I mean that hard to argue one of the favorite character right now. Like you said, there's no one I'm rooting for more Yes, than him. Yeah. And I think they also do it where like, you know, his marriage fell apart. You know, he still sees his kid occasionally. Like he gets her the Taylor Swift tickets. He's bang. He's singing the shit out of some Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And yeah, like he even has that kind of epiphany where he's like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I'm not like, where, where do I, where do I fit in in all this? But I think he's found it. He found his niche or, or has he, because let's just jump to the part that I was talking about earlier, the scene. So first of all, Carmen gets locked into the walk-in, which you saw coming because they mentioned how many times that he hadn't fixed how it. He said he was going to fix it. The door, yeah. the handle kept breaking off. So their first night with friends and family night, he gets fucking stuffed in there. But then by the end, he's so mad about how this all played out. And like the rest of the restaurant picks up the slack without him. And he's just, and it goes well. And I think that's what he's pissed about. Yeah. But he's also at that moment too, he's realizing like, I didn't have my full attention on this. And like, I should have had this done and like this done. And like some of the details, like he's like, when did we switch mayonnaises? Like he just like, he missed some of the details because he was busy. I don't know, living a life and nobody was mad at him for it. But he yeah. was doing that, and then he realized that he can't Sydney do it. Sydney was mad at it, and th- that was pissing me off that, like, Sydney was giving him shit about it. Yeah, true. She was giving him a little Like, shit. somebody in, in Carmi's corner should have been like, chill the fuck out. He's fine. Yeah. We got it. True. But then he ends up uh, kind of not knowing that Claire's on the other side. He kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Is like I'm I'm done with her kind of thing, and she hears it, and so she walks out, and then so Richie, who's likes Claire, because everybody likes fucking Claire. That's the thing; like they want yeah. you to like Claire. everybody in the world fucking loves Claire. And then Richie's like, "What the fuck did you do?" And then they have this back and forth, which is so realistic because when you get into an argument with your best friend, you know exactly what's gonna say the thing that's gonna fucking hurt them the most. And they're yeah. going back. He immediately targets his daughter and like what a fuck up he is and how he wouldn't have this job without him. And you're, and just you're like, so obsessed with me and my right, family. Right, like, where's your right. own? You get your own fucking family. Like, there's all those things yeah. you say. And like, it was like, bro- like, so it's like brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's mm-hmm. how brothers fight. Oh, yeah, they definitely because are. You say the worst shit to each mm-hmm. other you can mm-hmm. just to get one over the other one. Oh, my God. And it was just, the shot of them. Like, the, the, literally, there's a door between them. Right. And it's shut. There's yeah. a wall between them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just it's screaming at each other yeah oh my god like, it was so well done yeah the so back well and done. forth yeah because those two guys just like like i said like acting clinics and they're going back and forth and you could just you feel it oh that's the other thing the best was that oh yeah, but, sorry and then like richie was like i fucking love you i love yeah. you i love you and he's like fuck you and yeah. carmy's like like you don't like fuck you at him he kept telling me, trying to tell him i love you i'm trying to tell yeah. you i love no. you and i want the best for you doesn't want to he just keep fucking screaming at him doesn't yeah. want to hear it yeah, dude, it was uh I was so invested in this show that no lie, I almost cried when they passed the fire suppression test. Like I was like nearly in tears. The way they had I built think that I up. I stood up. I was like like <laughs> and they figured it out that fucking Richie, I mean, Mikey shut it off. Right. He tu- he didn't he shut off the thing that like Yeah, cuz he was trying to get the insurance money and all that stuff, so he and shut They called it a very bad thing, but that's yeah. Fucking yeah, but so fact figured it out. And, like, I don't know. Even though you kind of thought that they would, like, they were going to battle this and then do it. But the way they had built it up, the way they really, like, the way they were, like, they needed to pass all these tests, they needed to do it. And, like, the time crunch was crazy. And they finally were just at the precipice of it. And then they did. And I was like, oh, I was almost emotional about a fire suppressor. I'm like, Jesus Christ, am I invested in this show? What a balloon. Do I love this fucking show? You mentioned Will Poulter's character. He played Luca. And he was teaching Marcus like all these different desserts and everything else. And it was cool. And I, it didn't hit me at first because I'm an idiot. But then I realized after the fact that when he was talking about how at one point he was super competitive about the job. 
and like he thought like cooking was more like a competition and he's mm-hmm. like uh he was paired up with another chef and he's like I just wasn't like he was better than me like there was nothing I could do like he was better than me that was Carmi. I didn't realize that. They show the picture of them on the wall later on. Yeah. Clearly, Carmi set him up with that gig, so I should have realized it at the time. But basically, just like putting over Carmi too is like the guy is legit one of the best chefs in the world. And I and um, Sid mentions it too in the first season when she's like, "I was going." Remember, she was like, "I was talking. I was going all over New York, and mm-hmm. yeah, the best meal I ever ate. Yep, was Carmi's. Carmi. Yeah." So they dropped something too. They were talking about they need a star, like they need a star, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And did I catch this correctly? Did he cook for the president? Oh, probably. I didn't catch because that either. They start talking about it. And then they're like, because Obama's from Chicago. So like that would make sense. Oh, but yeah. They were also like, he, he said something like, yeah, but like you feed him, but then you got to feed like the Joint Chiefs too. Hmm. Uh, there's like a throwaway line where like he actually fed the president of the United States. Crazy. I kind of picked up, yeah, and then, yeah, probably. Um, but like learning how good he is, because he, he's just like when he's at the restaurant, he's just karma. He's just like the shithead, yeah. youngest brother of these three kids, right? But outside of that, yeah, outside of that little world, he's a world-renowned chef. Yep, yeah. It's and it's like you can't those little reminders mm-hmm. are are cool and they do that a little bit in episode six because like he's he's coming back and so like he's already in this process like he is becoming like the best chef and so they're like oh like you know look who's back kind of thing and they give him like a a little bit of a hard time all right from what you've deduced i have a series of questions here that like for the whole season what would you say is carmy and claire's full history like would you say were they ever boyfriend girlfriend, or were they just no. kind of like childhood friends, and then they like saw each other now, and then they immediately like fell back into it? Well, it was not actually, even into it, it but like funny. they started it. It was funny because again, he's this world renowned chef, and then they go to that party where it's like all like people from high school, and no one remembers who he is. Yeah, remember the the guys like call him something else, like he that's not who he is. Yeah, and they, he talks about how he couldn't talk to people, mm-hmm. like he just super shy. Um, yeah, so he I was think shy, and Claire had all the friends. She was like the girl, like across the street, who was like super cool that he really liked, and they yeah. really liked each other. But he never thought in a million years that, yeah, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Well, because I was also wondering, like, how they're going to do if there is a season three. I haven't read if they picked it up. I mean, I'm sure they will, but you need conflict, and you know, season one had a clear conflict. Season two, you're like, if they're able to make this a successful restaurant, like, what would be the conflict? You're like. Oh, well, <laughs> each other, he and Claire and he and Richie clearly are now going to be yeah. the conflict. So does Carmi really need to be miserable in order to be successful? Cause that's what he thinks. I think, th- I think that this, this is like, like a deeper philosophical question of like, I think being really successful carries with it a little bit of misery. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, if you're going to be successful at one thing, you need to only do that one thing. Right. And the reason I do as many things as I do is because it keeps me from going fucking crazy. Yeah. Like if I would just focus on one thing, I'm not a successful person like monetarily or like professionally, but I think that's because I need like other things to occupy my mind. Like well, I would yeah. go nut if I, if somebody, all right, pick one thing you do and do that for the rest of your life. No, that's true. Go crazy. Well, yeah, because that's also like, I would say it's, they don't equal each other. Like the, the person that has the, like I always look at Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant yeah. has so much fucking money, and yet he's miserable. 
Like he, he's yep. one of the best basketball players of all time, and yet he's making Twitter burner accounts to chirp at people and say that Billy Donovan's a bad coach. It's like, dude, what? Like, yeah. so there, there are certainly guys that, you know, oh yeah, like they're they're successful, but they're also miserable, and like, and I don't know if it's because you know the thing that you're really successful at, you might not be successful. You're just waiting for the day that you're not the most successful at it potentially. Cause like, you're not always going to be the best at no. whatever it is. And I think of like Kawhi Leonard strikes me as like the most unhappy person on the planet. <laughs> he just has, he has a way about him. Yeah. It just like, doesn't give a shit. Like, yes. about it. And as I forget, there was some other professional athlete talking like, I don't really Kyrie. Oh, it was, uh, no, 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 no. I was uh, Jokic. Like that guy didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit. Like, no. This is just what I do. It's yeah. my job. Yeah. Like, I, you know, he sees it as like a job. Yeah. You know? All right. Would you I, rather? I don't think I have like a life's work. I don't. No. No, but that's probably for the best. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. so because I think, like you said, does Carmi need, does he need to be miserable to be successful? No, but he's going to be miserable because to him, it's this grind culture. Of yeah. Like if I just work hard, if I just keep working at this, like I'll stay on top. That's a good point, though, about, like, you can't yeah. do one thing. Like, I this even applies to, like, growing up, like, you and I both played three sports because mm -hmm. I think if you only played the one sport, you'd go fucking insane. Like, if it was just – and that's why, like, I hate, like, these these kids, these kids today. They – uh, it's like, wait, you're still playing, like, you know, soccer? Like, it's fucking spring and winter. Like, isn't soccer a fall sport? And you're like, well, no, I play yeah. soccer year-round now. You're like, Jesus Christ, like, play something else. And, like, but, that's how you get hurt. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah. Well, that's you know? true. Uh, all right, here's a would you rather for you. Yeah. Would you rather eat at the beef or the bear? Yes. <laughs> I'd rather eat at the beef. I'd eat beef. I mean, I wouldn't know what the I'm fuck to get guy. at the bear. I'd be, I'd be so confused. Unless it was one of those no checks nights. If I walked in there and they're like, hey, no checks, they'd be like, hell yeah. I'd be, if someone invited me to like a friends and family of like a, like a three star Michelin restaurant, I would absolutely do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I knew. I didn't belong there. You know? No, I'd be nervous. Dude, how about Fack? How about when Fack put on the suit too? He looked like a million bucks. Do you know Matt? So that Matt, Maddie Matheson, who yes. plays Fack, professional is chef. chef. He's like a great, yeah. he's like a world renowned chef. Yeah. Yes. And he's one of the few so characters on the show that doesn't He's cook. like the shithead fix it guy in the, in the restaurant. I love that. Yeah. Um, I would go to the beef window all the time because I love, um, we didn't talk about her. Um, oh, good point, Bubbles. The Yeah, the bear's going to have the beef window eventually. Yeah, so they have the beef window, which is, which and who's running it? I forget her name. She calls everyone Jeff, which is another, like, a great joke. Uh, Not Tina. Tina. Dude, yeah. Tina. We didn't even mention Tina. Tina's awesome. Tina was great. She went to culinary school, a, crushed it there, and then she had the fucking yeah. karaoke scene. Yeah, she crushed it. Oh my god! I was like, I didn't and know how that was going to go either, and I was like, oh man, got me. And the, her, the look on two moments, the look on her face when they ask her to basically be to run the window to like yeah. be the Sue on like that window, her face when she's like trying to like get an Uber or hail a cab or whatever is fucking amazing. Uh -huh. Um, and. The look on her face when she's like, "Oh, I still have your knife," and Carmi said, "I don't remember asking for it back." Yeah, that was pretty sweet. I never asked for it back, and she's just like, "Yeah, I got this knife." And now. then she starts running that crew. You know, she fucking loved running that. Was like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Tina was Tina was great. Also, you had uh, another cameo uh, when they hired the chefs. I think it was Alex Moffat from SNL yes. played Josh, who was smoking crack in the alley there, and they had he a, does the the white guy who yeah. sucks on weekend update yeah. he's actually really funny and then marcus is like 
should I, can I fire him? Should I fire him? Like, yeah, you should fire him. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. Is, or do you think Pete, uh, sugar's husband will ever tell her that Donna stopped by? Yes. But by accident, like he won't, he'll, he'll try to keep it from her, but it'll come out like, and he won't mean it to. Yes. You know what I mean? I feel like, like she's going to eventually learn that this frustrated me. Didn't you kind of want her to go inside? But then again, like it's not going to happen. But it was funny because like they all thought like she thought she would fuck it up yeah. and they were already worried that she would come in and fuck it up. So it was like, but yet bear still wanted her there. Or is it going to be one of those things where Donna, I could see this happening at some point. They all are together and Donna Maybe she comes forward and she thanks Pete for not saying something, and then, but then, but then Sugar no. then gets pissed at Pete. She gets pissed at the wrong person. Kind no, of because thing. now remember, Dee Dee's pissed now because Pete let it slip that she was pregnant and she didn't know. Oh fuck, that's right. Good points. Yeah, yeah. He told her. Oh yeah, Dee Dee's pissed, so she's gonna blow it up herself. What a fuck! Fucking... Like, that's why I didn't fucking come. Because a... he. Yeah. What a mind fuck for Pete that whole was. And then he sits down and he's crying and she's like, what is going on? And then he spins it though pretty well where he's just like, you know, of all things, like you got to cut her some slack. Like for this one, like she couldn't come to this one, like all the history yeah. and like with Mikey, like she couldn't come to this one. You're like, oof, yeah. man. <laughs> um, all right. So what do you think season three is going to be? Uh, season three. I want to see Richie on his own. I want to see him trying to make a go of it at like a different restaurant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, possible yeah and now it's like all right now you got to pay cicero back right like remember they were talking about him they were talking about the calendar like we'll really book for the first two weeks and then it kind of dries up so how do you the restaurant's there now how do you make money how do you get people there good point yeah i wonder how the uh, i mean that's restaurants right oh yeah learning the business fuck yeah dude starting a business not easy keeping a business like that's like well, they, there's in that scene where Sydney talks to that one chef that she really loves, and then like two weeks later, she sees that they're closing down, and they look like yeah. they have all their shit together. And it's like, do you think Carmi can just go to Richie and just do one of these, like put his uh, his hand on his heart and be like, "Hey, we're good, right?" He's like, "No, not the fuck after what you just said to me." I feel like they've done this a couple times. Oh, they holler at each other pretty good. Yeah, they holler. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna yeah, holler they at holler. you. Um, I, I think, I, but I don't think it was ever about. It was usually the other way. I'm guessing it was usually the other way around where like Richie did something stupid and they're yelling at him about it. Now Carmi did something stupid and he's yelling at him about it. Yeah. And he's trying to be that big brother. But Carmi's never called him out for being like a bad father. I don't think. No. I don't think he's done that. No. That's one of those things I would never say. Even if I was the maddest I've ever been at a person, I would never say that that about anything about their kids. Yeah. That seems like the, uh, the classic over the line. (laughs) That doesn't seem like there's, there's turn it. You're not coming back from that one. Like if if you want to say it, go ahead and say it, but like, you're not going to like later on make up. But maybe that's the other thing too, is like, they weren't actually face to face. So like, I can say that because I'm behind a locked door. There's a little bit of that too. There's no, yeah. You're not looking at eye to eye. There's no chance of getting punched. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. All right. Anything else on the bear season two? It's the best show on TV right now. Yeah. Hard to argue. I think it's for sure going to be a dork 
Dorky nominee for show of the year. Mm-hmm. Pick of the bomb. All right, Rob, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may choose at this time to defend a goal. I will receive because I feel like you got something brewing right now yeah. that you're like mm-hmm. come at me with. So um my favorite comedian right now is a guy named Tom Segura. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of him before. Mm-hmm. He has a new special on Netflix right now called Sledgehammer. Fucking awesome. Is it hilarious? Five out of six. It's good. I haven't watched it's it good. yet. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking you know, of like, yeah. what I like about that is like he's that guy who will like tell a joke and then look at the audience and wait for their reaction because he's like <laughs> It's like it's kind of over the line, but you're like, but you're laughing. Yeah, he's yeah. like making fun of you for laughing at it. You know, I like, I, I like that kind of humor. All right, good. I'll check yeah. that out. Speaking of uh, stand-up comics, so uh, Andrew Santino, who plays Mike on Dave, mm-hmm. uh, it was great. It's the first time I ever saw him, but he has a stand-up special or two on Netflix. He also has a podcast called Whiskey Ginger, I believe it is. And so uh, I I recently listened to like he's got a bunch of episodes, but I've only listened to like three of them. Um, one of them was with Sami Zayn, the wrestler. One of them was with, like Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day, and then one of them was with the Broken Lizard guys. And it, here's oh, my oh. here's my question for you. Okay, which group? I'm going to name four groups. Mm-hmm. Which group would you most want to be in? Okay, not in place of somebody, but just like you're in that group, and you're like just a comedy in, troupe. Yeah, yeah. So the Broken Lizard guys. Like Super Troopers, Club Dread, Beer Fest. The Broken yep. Lizard guys all went to college together. The Always Sunny guys. The Workaholics guys. Or the Lonely Island guys. Which group would you most want to be in? I don't think mentally I could take... I, although I'd want to be in the Always Sunny group, I don't think mentally I could take it. Okay. You know what I mean? Good, like yep. I think it, I, it would just. It's just... They write their own flaws into the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you mention anything, like, that's going to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say Lonely Island. Mixture of comedy and music is kind of, like, where I would land. See, it's I funny you say that. that. Really fun. I I would have guessed Lonely Island for you as well. Lonely Island, as yeah. much as I love those guys, I think their comedy is fantastic. I have not a musical bone in my body. I wouldn't fit in, so I don't think I'd, I couldn't mm-hmm. be in there. The Always Sunny guys, I think it it they might be, in a way, the meanest but I also think that's where I would fit in. I feel like the that's other kind of where you land, yeah, yeah, because the other two are a little bit too weed heavy. For, I'm not a weed guy. The other two are a little so bit I, more stoner stuff. If you asked me wh- who I would want to hang out with, yeah, Broken Lizard guys. They like seem if you get a sweet. night to hang out with them, like that yeah. would be a fucking blast. Broken Lizard guys seem awesome. Now they haven't made a fucking good movie since Super Trooper. Ah, well, Beer Fest was fine, but like. They just did another one that they were promoting that came out quasi, earlier. There's a Quasimodo, Quasi or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I haven't seen I it didn't yet. See it. But like, so I like Slam and Salmon was kind of shitty. Great. And what was the other one? There was another one. Too. I liked Club Dread. Club Dread was uh, it was okay. So I love Super- that Brittany Daniel, friend of the pod, Brittany Daniel. So Super Troopers is an all timer. Club okay. Dread is solid. Beer Fest is solid. And then their first move they ever made that they actually shot at Colgate Puddle Jumper, Puddle. Cruiser, puddle cruiser, yeah. puddle cruiser is funny. Yeah, um, slam and salmon is not funny. No, it's not. Uh, uh, Tacoma FD was actually kind of funny. It wasn't all of them. It was just Farva and Mac. Oh, that's a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they have yeah, like a bunch of fire episodes department. That. Yeah, but they're pretty funny. Pretty fucking funny. Anyway, maybe I'll make, maybe that'll be the poll question. We'll see which group would you most want to be in, or which one would you be in? All right. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast uh, at Dork Podcast on uh, 
uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, fucking threads. We're everywhere. Uh, next week, kicking around a few ideas, uh, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a good one, and we'll be back at it on Sunday night. Uh, Ra, you don't give a shit about anything, do you? What'd you say? I said you don't give a shit about anything, do you? Not really. <laughs>